Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, no one wants to pay more than their fair share in taxes. We'll be talking to two national tax experts, and they're going to teach us how to save a small fortune. Their journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Curley, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is the Jeff Crilly Show. I remember following the career of Jeff Bezos and famously Amazon lost a lot of money for a lot of years and they I'm sure had great tax advice and finally when they decided to make some money they just turned it on. But uh, to talk more about tax strategy and why that can make such a difference in your bottom line, uh, Jason Molner and Don Rasmussen, they're both with Quartermaster Tax Management. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much, Jeff. Appreciate very cool. Uh, Don, let's start with you. How, 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 you've been doing this for how long? 35 years. 35 years. Yes, and uh, when you first got into it, I mean, the tax law keeps changing every single year. You, you almost have, have to have advanced degrees to even read the thing. Um, did you discover that many of your clients were just paying way too much in taxes? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've owned three CPA firms and the reality is most CPAs do not advise when it comes to mitigating taxes. They're about compliance. And so their, their goal is to just make sure that you cross your T's and dot your I's. So we want to put a large focus and have been large focus for about 10 years specifically on helping reduce tax liability. Awesome. Um, and uh, Jason, what's one of the most overlooked things that uh, small business owners uh, avoid or neglect when it comes to taxes? Well, it really depends on the industry. Um, we work with a lot of companies that are in manufacturing and in the medical industry. And one thing that they often overlook is the R&D tax credit. Lately, many um, are starting to hear all the news articles about the employee retention credit, um, but there's still many out there that have not looked into that either. Um, and the ones that are expanding, we often see that they're not looking into cost segregation and other strategies to be able to reduce uh, their cost of expansion. So it's quite a few things, yeah. So Don, let's talk uh, about, let's say chiropractors. Yes, um, are there R&D credits available for, for chiropractors? Yeah, absolutely. There's actually a, a lot of chiropractors who do qualify and they, they don't recognize that. They think it's more academic. Uh, the reality is, Jeff, that um, every time they see a, a patient, they do an exam or re-exam. We consider that more the research part and care plans and modalities are the development. So our goal is to educate doctors uh, that they do qualify uh, and that we can walk them through that process to make sure that we have a proper study completed. Uh, matter of fact, we even have three chiropractors on our staff. So no kidding. Um, Don, what other industries do you like to work with? Yeah, great. So we dental, uh, fencing, uh, manufacturing. We just did a uh, compounding pharmacy uh, this, this past weekend. So yeah, there, there are a lot of industries. We've done some technology companies. Actually, here in Dallas, we did a um, software AI technology company. Was it last year? And so that's really kind of our focus. Um, Jason, without naming the client, uh, what's your favorite client story of somebody you saved a bunch of money for? <laughs> well, uh, 
I'll tell you, uh, my, my most exciting story is when I got to visit a client that built combines and I got to drive a, a one-of-a-kind, experimental, first-of-a-kind, multi-million dollar combine <laughs> out into a field. It made my day. <laughs> they might have they might have only been working on a small component of that, but oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, and, and just getting to know these businesses inside and out, what they do, how they do it, um, that's the most exciting part of every day that we work is, is learning about what they do. Sure. We've got some uh, just video of uh, tax work and uh, CPA work. Uh, Don, going back to you, are CPA firms uh, accepting or do they see you as an outsider? Yeah, great question. Actually, that's our goal, too, is to educate CPAs because uh, realizing and recognizing that most CPAs don't understand research and development credits. Uh, yeah, so most CPAs are just not familiar with research and development credits. And for the few that are, uh, the reality is they have misinformation. Uh, they make assumptions. They've heard something more of a rumor type scenario. And so they uh, give bad advice to their, their clients. So, um, Jason, when you guys come in to work with a, a new client, uh, one of the first meetings I'm assuming is with their CPA. It's, it's an early meeting um, with the CPA. Uh, part of the reason they need to get involved is we don't always know all the history of that client, the tax history of that client. Um, and we want to make sure that we educate the CPA because there may be other clients that they work with that they haven't thought about or haven't considered for the resource credit or other opportunities. Um, and that allows us to, to help them to continue to grow their practices and, and provide the best in the service they could to their clients. Sure. Don, when I think about uh, R&D, I think about like a laboratory that you're experimenting, but it's it, that's not the case, is it? No, absolutely not. So as an example, I used earlier with the chiropractor, you know, the day to day activities the Monday through Friday, what they're doing uh, a lot of times will qualify. You know, I, I want to go back to about the CPA thing. What we found is once we educate the CPAs, Jeff, they start referring their clients over to us because they realize that there is this is an expertise. This is not a, you know, a part time opportunity to learn about R&D uh, in a CE class. But this is a day in and day out. And Jason and our legal team there have done a remarkable job because they're this is all they do. They they don't do tax returns. They uh, do the research on the R&D. So you mentioned manufacturing. What's an example of uh, uh, an R&D credit for manufacturing? Well, we, we just had one recently. It was uh, fence uh, manufacturing, which is, uh, you know, very unusual, but it's a very custom fencing, lots of welding and bending and, you know, uh, plasm cutting and things such as that. So very unusual. But I mean, it could be anything down to, you know, manufacturing um, a widget of some type, you know, so it really could vary. And, and I know Jason's had lots of opportunities to, to work in that space. So. And even if somebody has neglected to deduct this in, in years past, mm -hmm. you can actually go back in, in, in how many years? So it depends. And you're going to hate my lawyer answers, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, it usually, for most businesses, you can go back up to three years from the date a uh, return was filed and uh, amend that return to make a claim for uh, credit. However, there's some cases where a company does not have any tax liability prior to that three-year look-back period. And because of that, we don't have to amend a return and make a claim for a refund. Those credits just carry forward from those back years. So a lot of companies that are just coming out of their startup phase, they've had losses as they're building up, now they can go back all the way to the beginning or the founding of that business and carry all of those credits forward, going back up to 20 years wow. instead of up to three. 
um, to be able to carry all those credits for it. And that can be a huge phase. We talked about Amazon just to start this conversation. That is something that Amazon did. Um, they had losses for over a decade, carried all those credits forward, all those losses forward from that whole history. And that's not just a tax strategy that the big boys can do. That's now a tax strategy that small businesses can do, and we can help them with that. Sure. Don, I'm sure there's people watching this right now who say, well, gosh, I, I don't want to get audited. I want you guys to get overly creative. You guys yeah. never t do risky uh, deductions, do you? No, no riskiness there. As a matter of fact, the law changed January 10th of last year, and it was that everything's pre-approved now, Jeff. So when we go to apply for a refund back for the research and development tax credits, we actually have to do all of our documentation, submit it to the IRS for their approval approval to give us 60 days generally to say yes or no. And then uh, again, we've been very, very successful in this year. We've not had any uh, been told no. And so it, what that does, that reduces the chance of audit significantly uh, because ultimately an audit is to prove a deduction or a credit. And so because this is done pre-approval now, now we've had to remove the majority of that ever happening. So I always tell clients, you know, probably a 95% reduction just because they've reviewed it in the get-go. So sure. Let's talk a little bit about the employee tax credit because you know you hear these ads on the radio. Um, for the person who is not familiar with it, what is the employee tax credit? Uh, so the employee retention credit is a credit um, that covers 2020 and 2021. And in 2020, you can get up to $5,000 back per employee if you were subject to a shutdown order or um, if you had met certain revenue reduction requirements. In 2021, you can get up to $7,000 per employee and it looks by quarter. So 7,000 in Q1, 7,000 in Q2, another 7,000 in Q3. So that's 21,000 from 21, another 5,000 from 2020. This roll of $26,000 you can get for each employee. Again, if you're subject to certain shutdown orders or um, if you had a revenue reduction uh, that, that meets those requirements. Sure, Don, in general, if you uh, applied and received PPP money, are you likely to qualify for this tax credit? Yeah, so when it first came out in 2020, you weren't able to get both PPP and ERC. Yeah. That all changed at the latter part of, of 2020 uh, when President Trump actually allowed that to happen. Now, we'll tell this, uh, this, Jeff. As a matter of fact, the IRS has come out with three warnings. So there's a lot of promotion for ERC. You hear it on, uh, on the news, on the TV, on the radio, uh, Facebook, everywhere. And the problem is there's a lot of abuse out there. And so, you know, we want to encourage everyone who's watching that making sure that you do qualify because the IRS put a focus on audits, uh, specifically on the abuses that are going on out there. As a matter of fact, you know, they're going after these companies from a criminal standpoint, but for the person who's getting the credit, keep in mind, if you didn't qualify, that you have uh, penalties and interest and pay back uh, what was uh, uh, given. So sure. it's become a big problem. As a matter of fact, the, the Dirty Dozen just came out this past week and it's number one on the Dirty Dozen for no the IRS. Kidding. No kidding. And that's why it pays to go with a, a firm with integrity like yours. Let's talk about uh, conferences because we got some pictures where you guys are really uh, are very active. You're attending conferences. You're getting the message out. You want to talk about that, Don? Yeah, we did 81 conferences last year, Jeff. I mean, so our goal, of course, is to educate. So when we go to these and we travel all over the great United States, it's about educating doctors and professionals and businesses about what they're missing out on, not because their CPAs or their accountants are incompetent. It's more because they just don't know, because there's a lot in the tax code. And in, in R&D, Section 41 is a very specific specialty. Uh, so our goal is just to educate. And are most uh, business owners kind of shocked to learn that they've been paying too much in taxes? Yeah. 
Yes, they are. <laughs> no, no further elaboration there. Yeah. They are. Well, um, Jason told uh, one of his favorite stories. Don, what's one of your favorite stories of saving somebody money? Oh, yeah. Actually, just recently, I have a, a great client up in Maryland um, who has a very thriving practice. He happens to be a chiropractor. And um, we went there and did the study and came back with uh, um, a very significant six figures, about 400 some thousand dollars, which I believe is one of our largest ones that we've seen for a individual practice like that. But, you know, and I'll add to this here, here that, that fencing company was very intriguing as well. I had the opportunity to go out there and visit their, their operation. And, you know, you would never think that they're doing R&D, but the reality is after our legal team took a look at it, that they did qualify. So, you know, it's just neat to be able to go out there and have a conversation with business owners, giving them some hope that, you know, they work very, very hard and they, they invest a lot of money. These folks are very, um, very good workers in our in our economy. They just didn't realize they were entitled to it, and it's unfortunate, but uh, you know that they didn't. But now the good news is we found it for them, and they were referred to us by another client who wasn't in the fencing business, but was actually a chiropractor. So wow, that's wonderful, Jason. I think that um, in the case of the fencing manufacturer, just to add to that, mm -hmm. uh, I think the reason what helps a lot of these businesses to understand why and how they're eligible, even though they may not feel like they're in a white lab coat kind of industry is to look at the history of that credit. So that credit was actually created in 1981. It was at a time that US auto manufacturing was struggling against import auto manufacturers. And the US wanted to try to create an incentive that would lower the cost of manufacturing the United States. And they wanted to do it in a way they could get around World Trade Organization rules, which meant you can't specifically incentivize an industry in a way that allows them to export advantageously compared to other countries. So they created this research and development credit, but the whole idea behind it and the way that it's written, it's really an incentive for manufacturers, it's an incentive for software developers, an incentive for anybody who makes something. That could be a chiropractic technique, that could be a series of modalities that a chiropractor uses, that could be manufacturing um, a new widget or just developing a new manufacturing process. It's written so broadly that ultimately, if you are in a business that makes something, uh, there's likely an avenue to which you may be eligible. Cool. Hey, Don, we've got a few minutes left, so uh, give us some final thoughts. What are, what are some things that you want the people to, to know before leaving? Yeah, the biggest thing I always encourage you to do is to find out. We do the studies at no cost uh, for those who, who reach out to us. Our goal is just to determine, so we do have a process, Jeff, that's a three-step. Number one, just to call, just to find out if the, the requirements are met, the four-part test that the IRS has, making sure there's enough um, opportunity for the client. And then, uh, then from there, we get them on to a call with one of our legal team after we collect up some documentation and then we come back and let them know if they're eligible for it and if they're not we'll tell them that but we'll also you know give them the good news so i would highly encourage them just to take uh, advantage of the free study and um, and again whatever industry so you know we have a lot of dental labs we're just in the process of completing one uh, there in north carolina a dental lab and so again very significant you know they're making uh i don't know anywhere from dentures to crowns to you know false teeth uh, Everything. So, you know, it's just neat to, to be able to find that uh, this is uh, funds we can get back from the IRS. Outstanding. Okay, uh, Jason, we'll give you the final word. Um, yeah, I uh, want to encourage businesses when they're looking into this to also realize this is not something that takes a ton of time. We do the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. We ask you for a few bits of information up front, some tax returns, some wage information, maybe a general ledger. And we ask you for maybe a 30 minute to an hour long conversation. Once we've had a chance to review all of that, 
we can get back to a pretty accurate estimate. And to take it from the estimate to the final um, amount of the credit with the memorandum and everything might mean one or two additional calls. It might mean a couple of additional pieces of documentation you pull together. You're not looking at you know dozens and dozens of hours. You're looking at maybe five hours of your time. And when you think about it, if you're going to invest five hours of your time and potentially get back $50,000, dollars $150,000, I mean, you have to sell a lot of stuff in order to make that yeah. in your regular business. So it, it really comes out to be quite the incentive. That's sure. right. Yeah, and the last thing I was going to say, you know, the neat thing about it, Jeff, is they don't have to change their CPA. Matter of fact, we don't want them to change their CPA. We'd rather work with them and their CPA to uh, retrieve this money, recover it. Uh, so that's always a big concern. Do I have to you know, move all my taxes over? Absolutely not. Matter of fact, we prefer you to stay right where you're at. Outstanding. That's a great way to end this segment. And uh, we're going to also end with your website, which is quartermastertax.com. Thank you both for coming on the show. Thank you, Jeff. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.